Good morning, Four Oaks Church. Pastor Paul here on a Thursday, January 18th, 2024. We are wrestling through a, a veritable heat wave this morning. It's, it's I don't know, 33 degrees, 38 degrees, whatever. It was, what was it, 22 yesterday. So somehow we'll endure the pressure cooker that is Tallahassee. Anyway, glad that you have joined us this morning. We are working our way through the Gospel of Matthew. And this week, we are in Matthew uh, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. This is the only time in Matthew's Gospel that Jesus ventures outside the confines of the 12 tribes or the, the geographical boundaries of ancient Israel. He is retreating northwest into Tyre and Sidon, which is modern-day Lebanon. He's trying to get away from the crowds. He has to, he's take, they're taking a respite, a retreat, before um, he begins his final journey to Jerusalem and his death. He is uh, pulling away from all the messianic fervor. Um, but of course, these, as John Piper would say, God is always doing a million things at one time. We might be aware of two or three or four of them, right? And so, as, as and this is certainly the case in this episode because Jesus finds himself in the middle of Gentile territory. He's engaging this Canaanite woman, um, this pagan from outside the tribes, and um, she is entreating him to heal her son or daughter. And so let me read the passage for us. Let's continue our journey. Verse 21, Matthew 15. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Now, we spent a good bit of time the last three days looking at what, what would compel Jesus to do sort of un-Jesus-y things here, turning her away, calling her a dog, what's, what's, what's his aim, and won't retrace all of that, except to say that, that the purpose of this passage, and I think Matthew shows us very clearly in verse 28, O woman, great is your faith. It is to show us the nature of biblical saving faith. That's, that's the purpose of this. Jesus is entreating her. He's drawing this out of her. He knows her heart. And he's doing this um, for the purpose of obviously doing a work of grace in her life and then giving us a picture of grace as well. Now, I want to hone in on the very essence of the posture of grace and we can find this in verses 26 and 27. And he answered, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And here's the key verse. She said, yes, Lord, 
Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Now, we, we can imagine a pastor or a religious leader having some sort of similar conversation uh, with someone today about their spiritual life, right? And you can imagine the sort of indignation in our age of entitlement that, that would be confronted with this idea that God doesn't owe us anything that in fact anything we receive from his table so to speak anything that we receive from his hand is pure mercy is pure grace see a lot of times we we flip that equation upside down and, and we say oh no 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 um god ought to do this if god is loving he would do that if god really loved me he would give me this and and we sort of start from the presumption that God is in our debt and that we are not in his. And of course, what Matthew has pained to show us over and over and over again, nothing can be further from the truth. We are divided, hypocritical, um, disparately spiritual people, right? We're not wholehearted. We're of double mind. Um, our outward doesn't match our inward. Um, we, at every turn, show ourselves rebellious and unfaithful and hard-hearted and all of those things. But yet, and here's the, here's the picture, Jesus um, invites us to his table, right? Now, here, he tells her, get in line, okay? We're feeding the children first, and dogs... Um, Dogs don't get priority. And, and then she reminds him of something as if he needed to be reminded. But yes, Lord, even dogs eat the crumbs, right? So we, we can think about your own household. And some of you, for some reason, treat your pets as family members. You, you think they have um, souls and all those sorts of things. And not to get into too discursive about animals and, and, and the kingdom of heaven. Just suffice it to say, uh, sometimes we do treat our our pets like our children, like our family members. However, for none of us, would there ever be an inkling of doubt that if we had to choose between a child or a pet or a family member or a beloved animal, that the human um, humanity is always gonna get the priority is made in the image of God. You are not gonna let your children starve in order to feed your gerbil, okay? Or boa constrictor or whatever illegal exotic animal you might have in your house. It's absurd, it's ridiculous, and that's what the woman is saying. And we have to remember, apart from the grace of God, we are the dogs. Apart from the grace of God, um, we don't deserve a seat at the table. But here, she reminds the Lord, or, or is pleading on her behalf to the Lord to say, I'm not asking for a seat at the table. Can you just give me some crumbs? In other words, she just doesn't get her back bowed up. She doesn't um, be offended. She doesn't file a lawsuit. She agrees with Jesus. She's like, absolutely, Jesus, I completely agree. I'm not coming to you uh, begging for your mercy and favor based upon the fact that I am sitting at your table. I'm, I know I'm not. I know I don't deserve this, but could you please help me? That, ladies and gentlemen, is the essence of faith. 
Uh, it is the essence of coming to Jesus, not with demands and entitlement and questioning him, being angry with him, putting him in the dock or the witness stand and questioning him, uh, bringing accusations against him. It's recognizing that none of us deserve mercy. All of us deserve the justice and wrath of God. Anything we receive from him is by his hands. And so part of the fact that Jesus at the end of verse 28 says, oh woman, great is your faith, be it done for you as you desire. How is it then that this woman now finds herself from a, being transferred from the dog, the little kid's seat under the table to a seat at the banquet hall? It's because she knows she's not worthy. And this is the paradox of the gospel, right? Those who think they're worthy aren't. Those who know they're worthy are not worthy are. That, that's the upside downness of, of, of the gospel. We don't come pleading to God at how good we are, how much we deserve what he would give us. We come to God in the exact opposite posture of humility and submission and brokenness. It's interesting that I don't think R.C. Sproul makes this note, and I, and I think this is really good on this verse. When this woman would testify later to Jesus healing her, her daughter, what do you think she's going to say? Do you think she's going to say, you know, that guy called me a dog. That guy, that, that, that guy, that, that guy ignored me. You know, that, that, that guy took forever to make up his mind about whether he was going to heal me. Do you know I had, you know, on and on and on her litany of complaints. Is that what she's going to say? Absolutely not. She's going to say, the son of David had mercy upon me, a poor sinner, a poor woman on behalf of her child. And that is biblical faith, is entrusting ourselves to the mercy and grace of God, knowing we deserve nothing. All right, so <clears throat> have a programming note. I've always loved to say we have a programming note. It's like we're on a live radio program and I'm a DJ or something. Programming note, um, this is the last devotional of this week. Um, we are leaving later today, pastors and elders, to go on a weekend retrip over to the luxurious confines of Laguna Beach Christian Retreat Center. And just ask that you would pray for us. Um, pray. This is, a, this is a joint venture between our Midtown East and Killarn um, uh, congregations of elders and pastors. We go, we retreat, we study God's Word, we pray, we talk about the needs of the church. And that's what we're going to be doing for the next 48 hours. And I would ask that you would pray for us. I'm going to plan on uh, giving a little bit of an update on Sunday morning about our time and some of the things that God is, is doing in our midst and directions he's pointing us. So super excited about that. So we won't be here tomorrow. Uh, we will be back Monday to look, interestingly enough, at the feeding of the 4,000. Jesus has fed 5,000, now he feeds 4,000. What's that about? So you'll have to come back Monday to find out. Otherwise, commend you to the Lord today. Lord Jesus, we're beggars, we're poor, we're humbled before you. And Lord, we receive only by the grace and mercy of your hand. And so Lord, we know we don't deserve it. But because of your great love, um, Lord, you've given it to us nonetheless. Um, um, because Jesus 
laid his life down for us as a substitute. He became the dog so that we might become the children of the table. Lord, we ask uh, now that you would go before us this weekend, bless the pastors and elders as they are away. We look forward to being back here as a church family on Sunday to celebrate um, all that you're doing in the life of our church. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. See you later.